Good evening, and welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster, and with me tonight in the Man Cave, recording Diz Dads Podcast Plus, episode 52, are my trusty co-hosts, Tim Hicks. Reach for the sky. And back from Walt Disney World, Willie Crocker. Hey guys, welcome back. So excited to talk. Now, before we uh, dig too deep into the post-trip version of Willie's report, um, we're going to get into some news and notes as well, because we had uh, quite a bit of new news come out over the last week or so, um, particularly from Walt Disney World, but Disneyland too. Um, so we'll talk, touch on that. Before we get into it, I want to thank our podcast sponsors, uh, Wicked Mouse Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, and Mouse Master Travel is also an authorized Disney vacation planner. Either one would be happy to help you to make sure that your family's next Disney destination vacation is your ideal experience. Um, you know, you don't, you don't want a carbon copy of somebody else's trip. You want your own trip and they will make sure that you get the trip that fits you best. Um, you can contact them through their respective websites, uh, wickedmousetravel.com and mousemastertravel.com. Okay, um, so let's let's start with the the news and notes piece here. Um, obviously, the the initial sort of salvo of news was Disneyland opening initially to California residents only, um, and that appears to have gone really pretty well. Yeah, I mean, what are you guys hearing? I'm I'm hearing the same thing. Is that um... Uh, it probably is going as well as they could have hoped for uh, from, from the little bit of feedback I've gotten. Yeah. I mean, what I've seen is just, it's, it's, people are very excited to finally be back in the park and you know, the cast are all very, very welcoming. Right. And, and and I know that to be employed, I mean, as a kind of, as expected, you know, queuing has been a bit of a challenge at, at Disneyland, just you know, purely as a, a space consideration, right? The, the walkways are just narrower there. Um, and, and I have heard a little bit of, of, I don't know, chatter. I don't know the complaint is the right word, but, um, it's been a little bit sort of confusing, uh, how they have handled sort of monitoring that the people who are, are gaining admittance are California residents. Um, it's unclear how well they're enforcing that, but I guess it doesn't matter that much because it, it appears that they'll be opening to folks outside of California here, uh, rather, rather shortly. Yes. Yeah. Do we have a date on that? I, I'm, I'm totally blanking. At the time of recording, we didn't yet have an official date that Disneyland would begin welcoming guests from outside the state of California. Since then, the official date has been announced, and guests from outside the state of California will be welcomed beginning June 15th, 2021. 
I just read a statistic that Los Angeles County, the largest county in the United States, will be at 70% vaccination by the end of June, which is enormous numbers. And that's where Newsom has really been strict on. He wants the vaccination rate very high. And if that's what they're doing, he's going to have to let things open. And, you know, we're seeing L.A. County very busy and Orange County very busy on getting vaccinations. So, Right, which is a good thing. And, and, you know, the the thing that I will say is the feedback from guests about Disneyland is that they've been handling this really pretty well. Um, on the other hand, it really seems to be almost night and day in what I hear um, from folks who have tried visiting Universal Hollywood. Um, Hollywood, you know, Universal Hollywood has just, it's been a zoo. And I know that a lot of that has to do with the fact that they uh, simply have fewer attractions to, you know, distribute people through um, and they've got less space. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, from, from what I've seen reports of so far, and I'll admit I haven't been there myself, but based on the reports I've seen so far, um, you know, I, I would be open to checking out Disneyland before I'd be open to checking out Universal Hollywood the way things are going at the moment. I don't know enough to be able to talk about it. So I just will smile, well, agree or disagree. Well, I, what, I, what I will say about that is if, uh, if California is handling things the way Florida is handling things vis-a-vis um, uh, um, the dark side, uh, not, uh, you know, thank you. Sorry. I'm not braining very good today. Um, for if Universal, you know, is way more lax than Disney in Florida, does it stand to reason that they're following suit in California? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the bigger issue in California, frankly, is is just there's not enough for people to do and not enough space for them, and so even at reduced capacity, it, it's just it, it doesn't feel comfortable. Right, and and it is small. I've been there. It's it's yeah. I can see that that could be a problem. Now, um, the the news from sort of, you know, this week or earlier this week, maybe I guess end of last week is that um, the hotels are starting to open up at, at Disneyland. Um, they're getting um, Paradise Pier, the reservations for Paradise Pier uh, and for Disneyland uh, Resort Hotel opened up um, May 6th. And so it's they're being slow and careful about it, I guess is the way to put it. They're, um, they're doing the same thing they did in Disney world. I mean, they didn't open all 25, 26 resorts. Right. At once. It just, I think the, you, you notice it more at Disneyland because there's only the three hotels. And so, right. you know, right. when they only open two and one of them's not going to have meal service yet. And, um, but it looks like, uh, you know, starting end of May, uh, by May 28th, They'll have Ground Californian open, uh, including its, you know, sort of back entrance to California Adventure um, that'll be open for Disneyland Resort hotel guests. Um, And they'll also have uh, dining at California, uh, Disney's Grand Californian open as well. Like the, the restaurants will be open to everybody, not just guests of the hotel. 
Um, so those are, you know, good steps in the right direction. Um, you know, it does look like June 15th is the, the target date that Disney has painted on everything because they're saying that they're going to, you know, reopen uh, Paradise Pier and welcome guests starting June 15th with limited capacity. Um, so that would be, you know, the next sort of opening phase for them. Do you know anything about uh, the Good Neighbor Hotels? Are they, uh, are they I don't. I mean, they're or? they're all under their own rules. So my guess is I've all of them are. Some are open. Yeah, I mean, those are open and taking guests at limited capacity, just whatever the state will allow. Um, right. I don't I saw know. A quote for some. Well, that was my next question. So you you've actually tried to book them in with yeah. Disneyland packages directly across the street. Um, it was a family of six because. Paradise Pier was just a little over their budget. Yep. And they could stay basically across the street and save almost two grand. Right. Well, that's good. So those, those hotels are taking reservations and, you know, it sounds like they're, they're maintaining their, you know, their price point. Cause there have been some places where, where rates have gone way up just because at reduced capacity, they've had to raise rates to stay open. Right. Uh, all right. Well, that's good news then. So it does sound like Disneyland's reopening so far so good. It's only been a couple of weeks here, but um, it seems to be progressing. Um, we also got news of more things opening up around uh, Walt Disney World, right? We did. We have some more restaurants opening. And I'm excited for this because... Two of my favorite restaurants are opening. They're not opening exactly how I'd like them, but they're going to be opening. So it's a positive note. We're going to have Cape May reopening at Beach Club. And we're going to have Tusker House reopening at Animal Kingdom. Chef Mickey has already been open, but they are now adding a dinner service to uh, Chef Mickey. Right, exactly. So that's three really good restaurants. At three amazing locations that are opening. So we are seeing the tide turn. Right. And those are restaurants with pretty good capacity too. I mean, that's, that's one of the nice things about it is that even at reduced capacity, they can welcome pretty good, you know, uh, crowds adding a whole nother dinner service at, at, um, uh, chef Mickey's, you know, that's gotta be the largest character dining experience. Um, and then, uh, you know, Cape May is pretty good size because it's kind of a sprawling restaurant. Now, talk a little bit, though, about the, the service changes at Cape May because um, obviously we don't have all the details yet. But the one thing we know for sure is that it won't be a buffet when it reopens. Yeah, it's going to be like a family style seafood extravaganza, if you want to put it that way. Like, I won't be in, as near that. as I can tell. It, it seems to me like what they're going to do is offer sort of platters, kind of like they did at um, uh, Whispering Canyon. Whispering Canyon, yeah. Right? Where you kind of, you choose, you know, a subset of what would have been on the buffet and, you know, they'll bring that to you and then you can ask for refills. Okay. So, uh, yeah, a little bit like, uh, a little bit like the land. Um, yeah. Again, Similar. not branding yeah. too good. Garden Grill. Garden Grill. Garden Grill, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit like a little bit like Garden Grill where um 
they'll just, you know, like you said, to kind of come up with uh, the subset, serve it family style. So just pass the bowl around your table. Hopefully they don't give that bowl to any other table once you're done with it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, that's that's the idea, right? I mean, that, that keeps people from, from you know, I mean, I, I have to admit that that as much as I loved the ability to just go up and, you know, get platefuls of crab legs for myself, um, the thought of some other family's unsupervised seven-year-old going right before me um, it didn't necessarily didn't necessarily you know make me excited. So I was going to say, like that was one of the things I didn't care for at Chef Mickey's. Kids ran amok in that restaurant twenty-four-seven, and you never knew if like the waffles were fresh or sneezed on or whatever. It was like okay. I like the platters coming to my table because when I run out of bacon, I can just smile and say more bacon, please. <laughs> yes. As we well, all that's, do. that's true. As long as, <laughs> I mean, the other concern is that, that it, and, and I know that, that they're doing everything they can to staff back up at this point. Um, I mean, as long as we're talking about news, the other big news is that they, without much fanfare, uh, started, sending invitations out to people who um, had been invited to participate in the, the college program and whose program got canceled. Um, so they've reached out and invited a bunch of those folks back. Um, yes, that is wonderful news. And as far as I know, they've at this point probably recalled just about everybody who was furloughed. Yeah, that's really wonderful news. And, and for anybody that's not, uh, encountered some of the uh, foreign ambassadors, if you, as, if you will, the, the, the students that are from other countries, especially in Epcot. And I mean, it's, it is so, it's so much fun. You just take the few extra moments to ask them about where they're from. And uh, you know, they'll probably pull out a map and show you. And tell yeah, you yeah, except that those costume. folks I don't think have been invited back yet. Oh, not yet. I, no. I think it's just U.S. Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty, I think it's just the U.S. college kids. It's the college program, not the international program. Oh. Too bad. I was thinking it was. But we're fifty-fifty there. We're fifty-fifty. We're already back to college program, and they're saying it's as soon as June. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I think the bigger issue is that they just need to work out whatever the, you know, what whatever international vaccine certification process is going to exist. They need to get that in place because I, I can guarantee you that they're not going to have anybody coming in as an international cast member who's not fully vaccinated. Oh no. And that can be problematic in other parts of the world right now. Yeah. I mean, most of the places that those Disney international program folks came from have access to vaccines, but it's not necessarily true across the board. Exactly. Well, it's also going to be challenging because their governor in Florida doesn't really want to enforce anything of sorts. Well, as a matter of fact, he has called for a return to cruising. So, right. um, well, yeah, he's, he's he's done a lot of things, and and yeah, we'll we'll see how things go. I mean, as the as the one with the law background, yeah. I mean, he I like he can the- he can say that you know no, that they can't have a, a vaccine passport, they can't require a vaccine passport, but as a private business operating in the state, you know that that'll stand as long as as the. Uh, you know, as long as it takes to get the lawsuit through the courts, um, because, you know, a, a private business, you, you simply can't tell a private business that they are not allowed to enforce 
a health and safety standard. Exactly. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's, it's, it's a no shirt, no shoes, no service, right? Uh, pretty much. I mean, that's, yeah. So any, any, any place should be able to uh, set their own standards as far as that goes, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, state health standards are minimum standards. The, the private businesses is allowed to, are allowed to set higher standards if they want. So what, what, not to get off topic a lot, but because Pfizer and Moderna have asked for um, to have their vaccine be what is non non emergency use, would that change a lot of things in the state? I mean i i don't I don't think it makes a difference. I mean, his his the the Florida governor's position on vaccine passports has nothing to do with the availability of vaccine or or with. Well, I'm just thinking more because of the emergency, because like employers can't enforce it because it's an emergency status. But if you change it to the vaccine is out and now we have to enforce it. Yeah, I, I, it's, I was just reading stuff. Um, the it's, it's, there's really no dispute at this point. Everybody agrees that if you operate an attraction, if you're a tour operator, if, if you're a restaurant, if you're a business of any kind, the only reason that you might have issues if you wanted to require a vaccine is that you're basically telling some people that, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to, to take them, right? That they won't be able to come. Um, and okay. if you're okay with that, that's your business decision. Um, and well, no, for all those people who people are going to complain about in, it, right? it's not a HIPAA violation. Disney doesn't regularly maintain health records. They're not covered. And if all they ask is that you have to, to, you know, provide the proof that you've been vaccinated, it's not a HIPAA violation. Um, okay. See, that's great because, I mean, you know all these rules that yeah. well, I because just, they I get, I mean, sit in on. The problem is a lot of people throw these things out and, and you know, because they've heard it somewhere or whatever. And Read the statute, guys. And there's a specific section of the ADA that, I mean, it lays out exactly the rule. And it says that a, a business is not obligated to provide an accommodation that pre- presents an imminent threat to the health and safety of others. So, I mean, it's, they're, they're a hundred percent protected, right? Like it's there okay. in the statute. Okay. So. Um, so it's not a problem. Now, the the bigger issue is obviously the logistics of it, and and that's the part that we're going to have. You know, it, it'll be a while to see how that shakes out um, because we don't have in the United States a unified way of of recording these things or or tracking these things. And you know, we do run into privacy concerns when it comes to you know who's going to be in control of that database and who's responsible for its security and and all those things. Um. So I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole, even though we've already started to get there. Um, yeah. But but the important part is really that what we were talking about, right? That that obviously um, Disney is clearly gearing up to begin having larger crowds in the parks because they're bringing back every cast member that they can and putting them to work. Um, and it's still going to take some time to get people back and get them ramped up. But, you know, if they're recalling college program kids, 
that means that they've got work for them to do because they're not going to bring those folks back. There was no obligation to do it. So there's no reason to bring them back if they're not ready to use them. And they're going to use them quickly because I have a feeling by July, we're going to see some big ramp ups. And by August, the crowds are the crowds. I don't know will be there, but the capacity will be there. Yeah. And, and, Again, I don't want to speculate too much. We're going to wrap back around to some now things in a minute, but um, I, I'm 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 heartened by what you're telling me. You were reading about California, Willie, um, and the mm-hmm. fact that that they're getting you know looking at like seventy percent of LA County being vaccinated soon because um, that's great. Because um, at the same time, we're also seeing um, some. A combination of things we're seeing well <laughs> related things we're seeing a spike in infections pretty much across the board um in in you know maybe maybe la county's an exception but but all over the country we're seeing some pretty inc- in pretty sizable um infection spikes and we're seeing um sort of a weird lull we've reached a point where there's now in most places plenty of vaccine available. They're just having a harder oh, yeah. time getting people to go in and get the shot. <laughs> Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois was in the news just today because um, they're basically refusing you know, up to 75%, maybe even more of the uh, vaccines uh, that are allotted to those states just because they don't have the, the demand for it. They still got a kind of a glut of vaccines. Right. So. And they don't want to store it or have it spoil. Right. Yeah, I just read here uh, from the L.A. Times, L.A. County is expected to hit COVID-19 herd immunity by the end of July. Well, that would be nice. Although That's 20 million people. What, what are they claiming would be herd immunity? Because I, I've seen different virologists say different things about what it will take to get COVID herd immunity. I don't know what their tar- – well, Biden's goal is 70%. Yeah, that ain't going to be herd immunity for COVID. That's, no. Um, they're saying 84% from here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's more realistic. Somewhere between 85 they're, and 90 is what I've seen. They're putting 400,000 shots in arms a week in L.A. County. Yeah. That's impressive. Right. I mean, and meanwhile, it really is. the problem is that some of the places where, you know, they started earlier. I mean, I, I just was hearing on the radio today that, that uh, in Vermont, They've shut down their state-run, you know, queuing system for vaccine because they can't get people who who were in the queue. Um, They can't get more people in the queue, and the people who who are in the queue have already gotten their vaccine somewhere else. (laughs) So, you know, it's it's. Well, yeah, I mean, that's it's kind of like, um, is it available? Yes, I'm going to get it. Uh, wherever where I I know people that have gone have driven for hours to right. get to it just because that's where they could get it right and now anybody could get it they just can't find somebody to give it to right um they're there they're there it's just a matter of well here, here's the here's right what's going to be the next interesting piece and and maybe this will be a, a way to wrap the the the, uh, the vaccine discussion but um so today uh, as we're recording this uh, the the um, CDC's um, 
their their vaccine science panel um, recommended that the emergency use uh, license for the Pfizer vaccine be extended to children aged 12 through 15. Um, so that vote will be official at the end of this week. And know Willie's happy about that one. I am very happy because I have two people ready for uh, two more jabs in the arm. Yep. Well, I got one here um, who will be in line. But yeah. um, so here's yeah. – well, here's why I think that that's big and what I think will be interesting because, you know, it, it sounds like the, there was no question from the, the scientific panel. They, you know, they saw no reason that there would be any, you know, reason not to continue. Um so we the next run we may see on vaccine is if we see schools begin adding the COVID-19 uh, vaccine to their list of required vaccines. Because as it is in most schools, you have to get your, your MMR vaccine, you have to get a, a DPT yep. vaccine. Yep. Um, yep. You know, there's no reason at this point not to add that, at least for middle school and up, once, you know, it, that if they're eligible, basically they, you know, make it part of the schedule. Um, I can see that happen. Absolutely. And that's where it's going to have to be non-emergency use. That's what I was going with. Right. Because once you get rid of those words, emergency use, you don't have the excuse. You can say my kid doesn't need it because it's an emergency, but once it's fully approved, there's no arguing anymore. And that's going to be a big Hot topic for a lot of families, but all these colleges up here in New England are 100% don't bother coming back if you're not vaccinated. Yeah. Well, that's just it. The colleges are paving the way. And so the, the question is from, you know, that I'm really going to be interested to see is whether the high schools and the middle schools start following. Um, cause I, you know, frankly, I know around here there will be political resistance to it. A lot. So anyway, um, that was a really long-winded aside to say <laughs> that um, there's a lot of moving pieces right now that are impacting vacation destinations, and all of these things are playing together. Um, so, you know, we're seeing more restaurants opening up at, at Walt Disney World. We're seeing more cast members called back. We're seeing um, more experiences opening up. We're seeing Disneyland open up. So all these things are great. Um, meanwhile, we have what is, uh, sort of the, the realities of Walt Disney world at the moment. And that's where we circle back to, uh, you know, picking up on Willie's, uh, pre-trip report. So you, we, we released the pre-trip report a couple of weeks ago. Um, he has since traveled and come back and we're not going to go through the whole trip again, but thought that this would be a good opportunity for Willie to kind of circle back on some of the high and low lights of this trip. Yes. So we opened our trip on a Wednesday. We all arrived. I arrived from a different city than my family because I was cleaning hoarding out and we what stayed. Like, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we stayed at the yacht club for two full nights and it was an amazing experience. The family had never stayed there before. I had been there and the beach club, but they fell in love with the place. My kids did school from uh, 
the yacht club one day and then we uh blew it off and went to the pool the other day uh we found one of my favorite deals of all time now on the boardwalk um i had never eaten the pizza on the boardwalk and i'm going to say it's one of the best pizzas i've ever had in my life it has mushrooms that little that little window there yep you know, okay. Jason Mitz is a big fan of the, the Boardwalk Pizza Window. $26, you get a full pizza. When you're my size, $26 and a pizza is a killer deal. I've spent more in beer waiting for the pizza <laughs> to be made than I did on the pizza. <laughs> okay, but, so tell me something. Tell me something, Willie. What what one feature, if you could pick one, what one feature stood out most to you about the Yacht Club? Because it's not a DVC property. So a lot of people don't necessarily know a whole lot about it. So what, what did you think? Inside, it reminded me identical of the Beach Club. Outside, I felt, how would I say, I felt it was a little more upscale. And I don't like to say that in a negative way. I just felt like it was a little more um, higher class, non-DVC, like you said. But um, I felt it, it it was more updated. That might be the more word than more words. Well, I mean, the, 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 the idea, if you think about it, outside. it makes a certain amount of sense. I mean, Yacht Club is supposed to convey a little bit more of a, a sophisticated um, – you know, maybe a little older, maybe a little more moneyed interest kind of, of atmosphere. And, you know, beach club is supposed to be a little more laid back, a little bit more casual. Right. That, that's what it was very much. A little, so. little more of the oceanic feel, a little more, um, uh, saltwater weathered maybe. I don't know. It's just, well, uh, I, I felt the restaurant like Ale and Compass compared to, um, uh, over at beach club. Cape May. Oh, okay, May. There's a big difference. Like, yes, Alan Compass is like a really nice sit-down restaurant. You can have a really nice drink. And Ale and Compass isn't even their nice restaurant. Their nice restaurant isn't right. open right now. Is it open right, right. now? Yeah, Yachtsman's is not even open. Like I walk by right. it, and I just like tears in my eyes. I feel like Ale and Compass is one of the most um, underrated restaurants on property, as far as like uh, the resort. Um, uh, restaurants are concerned is quite good Total hidden gym. and you can get good breakfast there like it's it's a really good like sit down quick i don't want to call it quick service because it's not but they're making a quick service right now where you can get great food there and it's very affordable it, it reminds me of the epcot version of the wave to some extent that's a great example yeah yes i i, I, could, I see that yeah i could see that Right, it's I kind had, of the Ep- Epcot side, the just, lesser known, awesome. less expensive, but still, you know, quality awesome. product and and still impressive. A nice yeah. breakfast surprise, you know. I mean, people don't expect to get a great breakfast at the Wave, but they do a really nice job. And they did it at Ale and Compass too, which was awesome. So, oh, so that's good. So you really liked the Yacht Club, and the the kids liked it a lot. And obviously, Storm Along Bay. What oh, was the experience? God. I mean, we've heard concerns as they were opening up more rooms that there was, you know, maybe going to be issues with capacity. Not one bit. We had a table 
every single day with an umbrella because the days we were there, it was like 94 and 100% sun the whole time. Wow. Um, it was hot. I, I put sunscreen on. That's something I'm not always good at doing because my arms got smoked within the first like six hours we were there um, on the first day. And then the <laughs> second day when we were at the at the Stormlong Bay for the whole day, I was just like lathered up. Like every time I went in the pool, I put more on because it literally the sun was sitting on top of us. But it was awesome because there was uh, really uh, you said no more on. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's 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 interesting to hear, and I think uh, a lot of our listeners would appreciate knowing. Hey, you know, Stormlong Bay is not like putting people wall to wall, you know, top to bottom. It's not at all. Like they were really strict at the entrance. Like they always are. They scanned our magic bands. They put special tags on our wrists. They checked your tags. Every time you left to go over to the water slide, they checked your tags. If you went to um, the bar. So it was really nice. And it was also nice with the masks because you didn't have to wear a mask inside Stormalong Bay. You didn't have to wear a mask if you were going over to the water slide. But if you went to the bar, you had to wear a mask. And literally, it's mm-hmm. the same exit. Hmm. So, yeah, but. Right, uh, I know, right. You're, you're, walking, you're talking to a human. You're not walking across the way to get on a water slide. Right. right. Well, and, and, you know, we'll see how that holds up as, as Beach Club gets reopened, right? Um, but it sounds like so far so good. It was really nice because we went into Beach Club a couple times um, because the quick service there, they had some really nice uh, pulled pork. My son loved the pulled pork with hot dog underneath, which is something I'd never heard of. They they did what? it as a thing. Yeah, it as they, a do, they do a hot dog with pulled pork on top of it. it. It's left over from that era where there was that period of about a year and a half where Disney just kept rolling out a hot dog with other you know, stuff Anything. dumped on top of it. It was yeah. there was pulled pork. There was macaroni and cheese. There was uh, I was going to say I was going to say I would do a hot dog with mac and cheese. I mean, yeah, I can do just about anything with mac and cheese. Yeah, that was that was hot dogs and mac and cheese cut up and mixed around like that was a given when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, but they also they also loved the um, homemade chips. They did those homemade potato chips, mm-hmm. which were really good. Uh, yeah. So we were in there a lot just because it also had no weight because no one knew at Yacht Oh, we're right, because the, the hotel was mostly closed. So Right. So, like, I knew it was open because DVC. So, it, you know, you'd walk in, you'd have your food in three minutes. While when you went to Ale and Compass, you had to order. Or if you were waiting outside Beaches and Cream, you couldn't get an order there if you tried your hardest. Um, so it was really fun. Nice. Uh, so, Great. but I found pizza place and then that night we went to the brewery over on the boardwalk cause it's just reopened. That's when we were supposed to go to, uh, city side for the first time and the kids bailed on us. Uh, All right. Well, so wait, let's, let's, let's deal with this a little bit. Cause we probably spent a good 15 minutes gearing up for, uh, you know, your visit to, to city, uh, what was it called? Um, city works. 
Sorry, right. I called it City Side. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. We we were all geared up for City Works. As a matter of fact, I think we were about ready to you know pack a bag and and come along so that we could try and and work our way through the the ninety beer taps, you know, all in one sitting. Um, so so how many beer taps did you get through there? At City Works, I got through zero. Um, I got to walk. I got to walk building. I got to cancel a reservation. It was ninety three degrees, and I smiled and said, "I'm sorry, my family cannot make it." I didn't even know how to respond, except I really hope I don't get charged ten dollars per person. They did not. Thank you, but I am. Going back there, I don't care when, that place looks out of this world. It is enormous, too. It's it's in a really cool part of Disney Springs because it's at the end where nothing else is going on. Like, it's really fun. Uh, really fun, except you didn't get to do it. Right. I got to see it. I didn't get to do it. <laughs> you know, it's the worst, like, isn't it? <laughs> all that build up and you didn't even get one of the beers from those 90 taps i got one beer at disney springs and it was in a can exactly not even a bottle oh it was in a can because we ended up at earl of sandwiches and i said i'm having a beer i don't care what we do and that's all Already then. All right, so that that big dining plan fell through. <laughs> the so, big fall through. But the, I will say, the brewery on the boardwalk has stepped up their game. They have really changed the menu. It's very limited, but we all had outstanding meals. Really, the beer the beer was very good. I had mm, a few more that I probably should have, but you know, they did take my tables in Wonderland. Which was nice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was very impressed. We asked for outdoor dining. They said 20 minutes. Within 15 minutes, we had a table outside. Uh, only reason we didn't eat inside was mainly because it was just so busy in there because they had just opened their bar and they just opened the, like, the hangout area. And it just did not look fun. There was also a lot of kids um, in high chairs and things like that. And I had no interest in sitting in there when I could sit outside where it was 80 sure. and sunny. So yeah, I did miss the, I did miss the water activities like out by, you know, the games and everything that aren't going on right now on the boardwalk. Right. That was kind of sad. Uh, but from there, my gosh, we had, we checked out on Friday we stayed at the pool another day because we couldn't check into Kadani Village until four. Oh, okay. So you basically used your checkout day as a hangout at the pool day. Yeah, and we checked out around two. We we had a rental car, so we went over to Tarjay and got beer and wine and booze. Well, yeah, that fancy French place, Tarjay. Yeah, Tarjay. Got some food and some water, and we got our room around 4.45, which was a little later than I was hoping for. Right. But um, 
first night, we really just took it really easy because the next day we were heading to Animal Kingdom at 7.15 in the morning. Okay. Yep. So you want to take it easy. Um, yep. Now, I don't want to go through, you know, the the all of the gory detail of of step by step, but but I do want to hit the highlight. So you we were staying in Kidani. Um, you you'd stayed there before, right? Um, so that part was I've new. Stayed, I've stayed at Animal Kingdom. My family had not. Oh, your family hadn't. Okay. So so talk about their impressions of of you know Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kidani Village in particular. Um, and I know that we had talked you know, in the pre-trip about the fact that you, you decided not to spend the extra points, um, for the Savannah view. Um, so, you know, did they, did they find those kind of, you know, public places to watch from and, and enjoy those? So we, we pulled into Kadani, we got into the main lodge. My wife and the kids literally went to the main area and within 30 seconds, the giraffes were running they were getting fed. We saw animals we've never seen. We didn't know what they were. The place was literally like, I mean, a, a habitat that was just perfectly set up for three people that had never seen this place before. Awesome. And it was so much That's fun. That's so cool. Exactly. It was like my wife had the brochure in her hand. She was trying to figure out which animals were what. And it played out perfectly. That's a Thompson gazelle. That's a no copy. What the? What, what is that? Exactly. Right. And then the the zebra. It's not a zebra, but it looks like a zebra. You know, and it, it was just like, you know, the giraffes running were probably the highlight because you don't realize they can run pretty well. Oh at, yeah. Their height. Yeah. Long legs. They get moving. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And fun fact about uh, Kadani Village: there's a zebra that laughs in the middle of the night. You could be like out on if you if you've got like a savanna view room. Uh, you can set out, especially the Sunset Savannah, you can sit on the deck and you can hear this one zebra laughing at night. It's 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 crazy, but it's awesome. it's cool. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm no, no, no. I love that. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Tim it, geeks out I'm about his animals. So yeah, I'm just so excited about, you know, your your family getting to see this, you know, first time at, at Kadani and they get this kind of an experience. How cool is that? And it was it was so perfect because. There was no one there. It was a Friday night and there was no one there. Like we were just like, we literally walked down to the pool. We walked around. There were a few people hanging out at the pool. It, you know, the animal area down by the main pool had animals going off crazy. They, I don't remember the bird that was in the show that's there all the time. And it was showing off. It was just Mm -hmm. like one of those things where my, my wife was just like, this is so much fun. We are coming back here. I don't care when we're coming back here. <laughs> like, that's great. It is. That's it's my favorite property. I swear to God, it is my favorite property. I love Animal Kingdom. So you tried Sanaa, did you? We did try Sanaa, and I. How were the chicken nuggets? I did not have chicken nuggets. <laughs> I, had, I had the bread service. I had the extra hot, and it's extra hot, but. I will say you actually hit it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, I did. I have pictures of it. Um, my wife wouldn't go near it. She wanted all the other ones. And I said, some of those things have onions and all that. in. I don't want nothing to do with that. You know, picky willy. With the whole garlic cloves. Oh, oh, the whole garlic cloves. I'll eat the garlic cloves. It's just, the, there was one with like 
something in it that looked so revolting. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Revolting. I'm trying to think of, <laughs> would that be the, the mango chutney? I don't know. I, I can't think of anything that looks so revolting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so you, you enjoyed the bread service. Um, did the rest of your family similarly enjoy it? Um, did they try other things from the menu? Um, everyone tried something. Um, my youngest obviously had, I don't remember, it was like chicken nuggets or something. It was, we, we had planned on that right. to begin with. It was, but my son, my oldest son tried something very different. My wife had total Indian food, which was out of this world. She was bragging about it for months. <laughs> like yeah. she still would love to go back tonight. Um, I'm just trying to remember. We had an amazing server. We sat in the bar at one of the six top tables when you first walk in. Oh, okay. So we didn't have a view, but we had so much space to spread out. That's my favorite spot, actually. Yeah. It was so nice because then the bartender was like, could I help you? You know, it was like mm-hmm. everything was so perfect. It sounds great. Um, and so any other um, – dining adventures that either went as planned or, or didn't (laughs) go as planned. We did a few mobile orders. Um, We had a little problem in the magic kingdom. When you hit, I'm here, that doesn't mean the food is going to be ready. We were at Friars Nook. We had placed the order when we were on Buzz Lightyear and we hit, I'm here there was no tables to sit at over at Fires Nook, and I finally got a table. But they have signs on the tables to say this table is not for use. But no one in God's green earth is following those rules. They're flipping the sign over. They're putting a tray over the top. Oh. So see it. So I got in a real table, and we sat and ate and got rid of our food pretty fast because there were just people on top of each other. And you know how small those chairs are when yeah. you sit there. Yeah. Not exactly the most comfortable. Not, not impressed at all. See, that's, uh, the, that's um, the hardest part. And we talked about this a little bit. I don't even know if we were still recording when we talked about it, but it's easy to forget how often you're, you, you walk and eat while you're at Walt Disney world under yes. normal circumstances. Right, and you can't right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And and I you think can't that that even like pick up a sandwich and think about it. Exactly. It's not, it's not even like something where you say, you know, I'll pick up a pork sandwich and walk around with it because you can't do that. Even nope. if you like put it in your hand, you might as well just put it in a trash right. or put yep. it in your pocket. Right, and, and what I'm saying, it's it's the flip side of that. Right, is that we're used to being able to do that. All of those times that you normally would have, you know, just kind of eaten as you walked, and and that includes snack stuff too, you know, your Dole Whip and your your ice cream bar and, and stuff like that, you have to find a place to sit now. And so you've got all of, all of those people now who need to take – need a place to sit, and where there are – fewer places to sit because they're at reduced capacity. So they're blocking off some areas. Um, it's just a, a, a messy situation. And I think it's the hardest one they've had to navigate. 
This, yeah, and, this and was, you're exactly right. Though it's it's not so much the the quick service food, although that's a whole that's a topic unto itself. But you know, if you want to just get a Dole Whip or you want to get a Mickey bar, you want to get an ice cream sandwich of some sort, you can't walk around with it. You've got to sit, and that's that creates a real problem. Well, the other thing that we noticed was we were at Epcot one day, and the storms came through, like those. Two o'clock, one o'clock afternoon storms. And we were up in the DVC lounge for well over an hour because you couldn't even go outside. My son had to go to the bathroom. You know, you have to go around past Figment to go to the bathroom. His shoes were literally like you could pour the water out (sighs) of the shoes. Wow. Uh huh. It was really coming down. It was coming down. Like at first we were like, oh look at the you know, you look at the pyramid uh glass. It's like, oh they're just washing the windows, like ah and then it was like, Oh look, they're really watering the windows. <laughs> and then we saw the lightning and then you couldn't see um out certain windows because it got so dark. Wow. So we went we finally waited long enough and we went over to Sunshine Seasons. And this is where we really had a bad experience because I got a table over near um, living with the land and people were so wet and so mad. They were just sitting down at tables that didn't have chairs. They were like sitting on the tables and things like that just to have somewhere to sit because there were no chairs. Wow. Because the sign on the table said this this table is not for use, and then we saw people rip the signs off. It was like one of those things where it was like, well, they those tables don't it, move. Remind me, tell me if I'm if I'm not remembering 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 correctly. But those tables are not movable, correct? The tables don't move. That's yeah. why so the signs they take the chairs take out. the chairs away. But, but what people were doing was sitting on the table and eating. And they would they would steal chairs from other tables, you know. Like if you had a table of four, and it was just you know the two of you, they would take your chairs and sit them at that table. Right, which they're not supposed to do, but they're doing exactly. But there was no enforcement going on. Yeah, well, enough. That's I don't want to bring back so many cast members. Exactly, and that's what (laughs) it was. More staff, right. It's like I, my brother and I call it the no fun police. Like mm. that's your job, the no yep. fun. Because Disney Springs, we saw the no fun police everywhere, and it was awesome. Like mm. literally, they have these yellow polos on with you know the tags, and they're like, "Sir, you need to lift your mask up over your nose, ma'am. If you're drinking, you have to stop, move to the side, and drink." And they were they these people were not happy hearing from these people at all. <laughs> But, but what was nice was the Orlando um, Orange County sheriffs were n- not far behind. Yeah, well, and nice. that's the other thing is that for at least the, the more flagrant folks, they're not they're not uh, shy about telling people you're just going to have to leave. And you know, once they reach that point, it's too late. You don't get to change your mind at that point. Yeah, it's not a. It's not a. I I didn't make the right decision. You already made the wrong decision, so right. you're out. Yeah. So, so all of our listeners, uh, take heed. Don't make yeah. the wrong decision. Yeah. <laughs> don't be that guy. 
Don't be the if one. If you don't started. like a mask, don't go to Disney. That's all I have to say. If you're gonna if you're gonna be that guy, make it in somewhere else. Springs. Oh, God, the laugh floor, Monster Sink laugh floor. <laughs> you can be that guy in the Monster Sink laugh floor. That's cool. No, you can't. But it's don't closed. Be that guy that gets tossed all in the right. You can't. Not now, but you will. <laughs> but don't be the one that gets totally kicked out because you're the one that doesn't want to follow the right. rules. That's not cool. Um, so without going into, you know, every park in detail, when you, when you think back about this trip, what are going to be those things that really sort of stand out to you aside from the fact that, you know, people are wearing masks and I mean, aside from the COVID stuff, right? What if the trip itself is going to be sort of the indelible memory of this particular trip? The main thing I'm going to preach to people right now, don't believe any of the wait times at Disney. Hallelujah. Any of them. (laughs) We walked on Toy Story Mania. We walked on Smuggler's Run. We were walking on rides. Yes, the line looks like it's long. By the time we got to the front of Smuggler's Run, the guy says, oh, it'll be 15 minutes. He really meant to say four and a half minutes, and you're going to wait at the chess room for four seconds because they everyone wants to take their picture. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was impressive. Like the only wait I think we really waited the whole time for was Splash Mountain, and that's just because it's such a slow loading ride. It's such a slow get off, get on. All it takes is one person to slow the whole thing down, and it creates a juggernaut everywhere. Everything well, and it's else. kind of a long ride. It's a very long ride. Yeah, and and it's one that that has you know distancing, loading issues too, because you can't combine parties, and you know it, it, it's one that that you could expect to have issues. And everybody um, wants to ride it before it goes away or before it changes themes, right? So right, right. Yeah, um, that, I mean, that adds to. I've been saying for years that that the posted wait times at Disney attractions have nothing to do with how long you're you're actually going to wait to get on the attraction. Those posted wait times are about one thing and one thing only. They're about manipulating your behavior to do what it is that Disney wants you to do. Mm-hmm. And so, if if they want more people in ride queues in that part of the park. They may post a, a wait time that's shorter than it really is. They don't do it very often, but it happens sometimes. If, on the other hand, they want people not to be adding to the queues on that part of the park, they will inflate wait times by sometimes double just to yeah, I'm pretty convince sure that you I've been, to bulk. I'm pretty sure I've been in the rock and roller coaster line when they said, oh, it's only going to be 30 minutes, so it's more like an hour and a half. Okay. And there's an example. They posted at 30 minutes, probably because there's congestion in front of, of, uh, uh, tower of terror. So they want to pull people away. So they convince you to get in the line there. And they also want to move you over to Muppets. They want to move you over to, you know, star tours at when things are back open, they want to move you to Indiana Jones. Uh, those are the things that I noticed. Like, 
Anything but Tower. Galaxy's Edge, right? <laughs> Anything but Galaxy's Edge. But Galaxy's Edge had no weight. Like, the only weight we saw in Galaxy's Edge was to get into the shops. Interesting. And they did an amazing job with that. It, they lined you up. Um, we got to ride Rises of Resistance both times. Um, the ride still blows my mind. I still honestly don't know enough about Star Wars to <laughs> know everything that's going on. But it's 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 hands down one of the greatest rides I've ever been on. It it blows your mind every time. The cast members did an amazing job. They still do as much as they can. I wish my family had gotten to uh, be in the Stormtrooper room just a little longer. Um, only because Aaron and I stood in there for 75 minutes. <laughs> While they rebooted the attraction. <laughs> wow. Right. But they only got so to be funny. in there for about three seconds one time and about five seconds the other time. Because we got like, they put you on little um, circle discs on the ship when you're going from one part to the other. And we had, we happened to have the color that got off first. So it was like into the queue, into the queue, into the queue, into the queue. So we didn't get to really hang out in the Stormtrooper room at all. Um, Those of us who have not done this have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. So the Stormtrooper room is a cool thing to see. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah, it is so pretty what impressive. Else? Uh, Aaron, to make you feel better, Baseline Tap House has changed out their beers. Okay. They have what? they have some blondes. They have some reds. They had some darks. Uh, very good to hear. Very, very good. Um, one downfall to it is the line goes down to Muppets sometimes. That's unfortunate. Yep. So I got a table both times because I was very patient and very quick on the draw. Um, but. He, Translation, he, guys, he he picked people up and threw them out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of those things where I was determined, and it worked. It worked out great. And we we always have a great time there. Now that they have different beers, Aaron will be very happy. I, I'm I'm glad to see it. I'll be there. Uh, you know, in in about a month. So we'll we'll have to check it out. <gasps> We did eat at um, Rose and Crown. Yeah. All right. And remember that you were planning on, on, you know, sort of the, I believe we referred to it as the mothership at some point. Yes. And we had, we had an amazing server who works at the tea room, usually at um, Grand Floridian. She's been with Disney for over 25 years. She was hands down out of this world. One of the best waitresses I've ever had in my life. Cool. She took care of us. We sat outside. We didn't shoot. We just, you know, randomly got put outside. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. I didn't know they, they had chicken nuggets at Rosen Crown. Oh, no, I don't. I eat, <laughs> I eat those foods. I eat, I eat mushy peas. Oh, you ate the mushy peas, right. Okay, the mushy peas. Yeah, yeah. And you had the blood sausage, right? Nope. I, I went with the, the um, <laughs> like, the, the cottage pie, whatever, you know, the... Uh, shepherd's pie yep. shepherd's pie I, we call it, yep so i went with that we had an amazing meal we were probably there an hour and a half and we had so much fun she was so great um my wife was drinking wine at the time 
and they misported a wine. She brought it out to her in a in a like a like a plastic cup, and it's like someone misordered. And she poured it right into her glass for her. It was just like one of those things where it was like this was a perfect day because it's we had dust. just been through the rain. Oh right. And then the place just cleared out. Like when <laughs> when it rains, people get to Epcot because you can get everything done. Well, and and here's the other thing. I mean, this is the problem with there not being any fireworks shows at the end of the night. Is it used to be that that there was at least some incentive to wait out the rain because you were going to hang out and catch the fireworks on the other side. But without a fireworks show or a parade anywhere, I you know once it starts raining, people scatter. And and they scatter fast, like literally Epcot. We could watch them out walk out by the hundreds, and it's easy to watch right now because of the way they have it funneled over by um, Living with the Sea, and over by Spaceship, not Spaceship Earth. Obviously, it goes by their um, Mission Space, so you could see those two walls. It was just like it looked like a stadium just leaving as they were wow. going. Now, what that also means is if you're if you're playing along at home and you're thinking ahead, right? Number one, if you've got park hopper tickets, you can hop after two o'clock. So when there when a rainstorm hits like that, if there's a a park where there's attractions that you missed the first time or that you're afraid you're not going to be able to get to, you know, head over there right after the rainstorm because the crowd's going to thin out quite a bit, and that's a great time to get in those attractions that. You know, maybe we're down when you were trying to ride them the other day or something like that. So yeah, I want to tell two stories about too. park hopping. Sure. So the first day we were at Animal Kingdom, we were at Everest at 740, and they didn't ring the bell till 8. So we stood around. We had a little breakfast while we were in hand. We rode Everest Safari. Um Whitewater Rapids, and then we went over and did Flight of Passage. We waited 26 minutes for Flight of Passage. We got all the way up to the front. I sat down on the motorcycle, and I had just gotten brand new shoes. Not like brand new, but they were new enough that I couldn't bend my feet up to get comfortable. They couldn't get the leg restraints on my my calves. Because I have, I well, I have these metal insoles in my shoes to create my create a bigger arch so my shoes wouldn't bend. And I backed out and I said, "I'm just not going to ride. You all go ahead." They walked me off. As I'm walking off, they gave a code of like blank, 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 and I sat to the side and they gave me eight fast passes. Wow! For not riding the ride. Wow. Uh huh. You were that's some serious pixie dust, man. Serious pixie dust. So we left there. We went to Epcot and we said, We're not using fast passes at Epcot. We don't need to because there was no one in the park. We were walking on most rides. Soren had like a 12, 14 minute. Um, so the next day we slept in a little bit and then we went to Magic Kingdom, just my son and I, and we did. Space, Big Thunder, Splash, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Haunted Mansion, and one other ride in an hour and 40 minutes. 
because of the fast passes. <laughs> but we couldn't use the fast pass on Seven Dwarfs, so we had to wait in that line. And that line was like 12 minutes. But overall, it was so cool because I mean, getting the fast passes was. I, I wasn't expecting it. I was just like, I, I'm sorry. I left and I said, I'll just go downstairs. I'll get some green beer and I'll drink my green beer. That's green what beer. I was going to ask you about. Now I just remembered it. As soon as you talked about green beer, I understand that you've uh, seen the light on the blue milk. I have seen the light on the blue milk. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> I, I, I do know now know how to order as in mobile order alcoholic beverages very quickly when you're in galaxy's edge and it's a lot of fun <laughs> because it's really easy you just order and you just say yes rum and rum. then when you walk up you show your id <laughs> nice yes I'm, I'm taking notes for next year next next February. thank you yes. aaron <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome blue milk is yes. much better with rum no doubt about yes. it yes my kids love the blue milk by itself, though. They 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 were very impressed with it. Yeah, but what isn't better with rum? I'm just saying. Oh yeah, <laughs> more rum, more fun. Why rum gone? That's what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, so let's let's wrap up by revisiting one other sort of breaking news story that came out just in the last week that we hadn't really talked about yet. That's the big news. Um, Sort of a double-edged sword, right? We got the announcement that there will be no Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween parties this year, but there will but. be a different after-hours Halloween experience in Magic Kingdom um, that they're calling Boo Bash, which you have to say, say slowly so that you don't accidentally say something offensive. <laughs> Uh, what are you talking about, Aaron? I'm not sure I know what you're saying here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bash some boo. <laughs> so what do you think of the uh, announcement yeah. there, guys? I'm not surprised one, but um, I have this funny feeling that boo bash might be something we do on off nights from Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party in the near future. Really? Why wouldn't they? Well, cause, because this goes, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. See, I, here's why I don't think so. The, the one pressure on them away from nighttime events is the cost of keeping the parks open and the cost of maintenance not being able to be done until, you know, the wee hours of the morning. Basically, they end up having to pay overtime for the employees who come in and and do the the changeover maintenance that normally would get done in the in you know at night. They have to have them come in early in the morning. I, I don't know that they can do you know every night after hours events without it it. I mean, they, they don't, ha especially now, they don't have the cast members to do it. Well, true. Um, but, I mean, this is still, it's still pre-summer. Do you think that still could be fluid enough to change by September, October time frame? 
I mean, as far as like, you know, having the normal not so scary Halloween party, the boo to you parades, um, how fluid do you think that is? Or do you think it's fluid at all? I don't think it's fluid. I mean, I, I think this is them saying there is no boo to you parade this year. There is no hollow wishes fireworks this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is them throwing in the towel on that and, and I can understand it. I mean, I'm glad they're having an event. Um, I think that, I mean, to a certain extent, it, it just seems to make sense, right? That, that it's a smaller sub group anyway, and if right. if you can operate the parks during the daylight hours at reduced capacity, then I, I don't understand why you wouldn't be able to operate the parks at reduced capacity, you know, after hours at night. Um, so I'm glad that they're doing something. Um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm having a hard time with the value of the event without parade and fireworks. I right. still think fireworks are coming back. Because I just saw that they are looking into hiring firework technicians and they are doing all they can to get the fireworks back. Which Right. And I'm sure they are. I and I think we will see fireworks back. I I don't think though, I still don't think we're necessarily gonna see fireworks for Halloween. But why wouldn't they do it for a special events? Because it doesn't start till nine. And if they, let's just say, and I did the math a while ago, if they sell 7,500 tickets, they still make over a million dollars a night. Yeah. I mean, I I guess if they can pull off fireworks, maybe. But as we were saying, the the biggest problem is that when you do those, the the biggest drawback to them on those, those late night events is the change of maintenance to the next morning. Right. And right. But if you do a fireworks at 11 and everyone's out of the park by 12, there's going to be, I saw a few nights where the, it does nine 30 to 12 30 instead of nine to 12. Okay. But, but if you don't open the park till eight that day, instead of seven or nine, it gives them time, you know? Right. I mean, you could probably get away with it if you opened the park at nine so that you right. could do the, do the maintenance early morning. Um, right. yeah, I mean that you could probably do it. Uh, we'll see. We'll I see. Mean, I don't think the fireworks are going to be like they were the boo to you where they went, you know, 180 around the place, but well, I see, actually, I yeah, think almost so cool. the opposite. I think that, that part of what they're trying to do is figure out how to have a fireworks show that doesn't force the crowd to gather no. in front of the castle. That's right. a great thought. Exactly. I mean, right. if you do have you're the fireworks land, in 180, yeah. Right. You're a jungle cruise. You look up. That's right. I'm sorry. It was me. Um, you know, you have a fireworks show and you're a jungle cruise and you look up and there's fireworks going off. And if you're at, you know, Space Mountain and you walk out and there's fireworks going off, it makes like you didn't miss anything. Right. And, and I mean, I can't see them giving up the the castle projections entirely because there's too much invested in that. They really do such a beautiful job with it too. You know, that's obviously going to be a draw. But but what it means is that if they're going to be able to have a crowd that that it, you know stays dispersed for fireworks, they've got to figure out some ways to draw attention 
elsewhere. And whether that means well, they, the they figure yeah. out ways to do projections in other areas. Um, I mean, I don't know if you if you ever saw the the Disneyland anniversary fireworks, but they did some really incredible um, projection stuff along their main street where you had like characters popping up on top of the shops on main street along main street and, you know, things happening like interactions happening and, and connected to the fireworks that were going off. You know, if they can find ways to do that kind of thing and, you know, have something happening, you know, on space mountain and on big thunder. Right. I was just thinking about space mountain. I mean, that is a canvas in and of itself. I mean, that's a huge white, yeah, um, and uh, if you rough, could use those as backdrops and have yeah. have scenes that would draw attention, um, you know, maybe you can disperse the crowd better and and get away with it because that's the biggest difference between you know Magic Kingdom and Epcot for fireworks, right? Is right. that the the Magic Kingdom viewing area is is really compressed into the hub, but but there, I mean, I'm not condoning this or anything but we're seeing that they're moving social distancing from six feet to three feet disney hasn't said they're doing it yet but by august or september they might and that could put twice as many people in the hub it could but but just like the people not following the rules with the signs in the restaurant you know once the lights all go off people are not going to stay on the dots yep right I get that too. Yeah. Cause the restaurant was entertaining. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, I would love to see him come back. You know me. I love fireworks shows. Um, it breaks my heart that we're going in June and there are no fireworks. Um, but, but you know, they just, they have to be able to do them safely before they can commit to doing them. So. And we know they're coming back. I mean, at some point, sure. We just don't know what 200%. that point is. Right. What's the point? And, you know, it's hard to stay patient. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think part of the problem with Boo to You is that, that it, it was one of the first shows to incorporate, uh, you know, the castle projections. And so it, it just, it draws people to that central point. Um, I mean, that, that's got to well, be why they're not doing the villain show. Right. I mean, the villain show was so good. And yeah, I mean, that was like, that was the draw. And there were people on top of people for that. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm more concerned about the price point. I'm excited about the times because I thoroughly like the times for the Halloween boo to you because it's more of an exclusive Halloween party for adults, kind of like what the other company does, where it's not kid-friendly. Oh, so you think right. that, that the later start time will will cause the crowd to skew older? Well, of course, because, I mean, if you had a four-year-old, are you going trick-or-treating at 9 o'clock at night till midnight when... We used to be able to get in the park at four. Right. Now you can't get right. in until seven. So I That's a good point. My my kids are older, so it's a it's a it's a perk for me. 
it it stinks for anyone that was looking to trick or treat at the Magic Kingdom at four o'clock. And I get that. My kids had so much fun trick or treating. Right. And I, and again, some, I I think it'll be back. But but I understand what you're saying, and I and I, yeah. you know, I can see what your point is that it might be a, a better, it might even be a better experience for the smaller group of older you know adults and and older teens who participated. Um, I was saying I'm a little concerned about the value without fireworks and parade. Yeah. So there's a little bit of push and pull. Okay. It's later. There's going to be a more adult uh, audience, but no fireworks, no parade. So what, where'd you put the price point? Um, Well, you got a guess. Um, My guess is uh, it's going to start at 119 and it's going to go up to 149 uh, for the week of Halloween. Um, I, I see where it, you know, 119, it makes like $980,000 a night minimum plus merch at 149. It makes like 1.1 million plus merch. And you know, anyone on Halloween is going to be buying anything and everything there from pens to t-shirts to, oh yeah. Um, like, you know, you, you, when you clear a million to walk in the door, and those are non-refundable tickets. It's, yeah. it's pretty good, pretty good gig to start. Yep, right. Agreed. Uh, and I was thinking it could even go even higher, one fifty-nine. You know, uh, as as you're yeah. running around Halloween, it could. It, it could. Um, it could. I mean, we'll see as it gets closer, and and you know, as we see what else is getting opened up too, um, as we get into the fall. Yeah, that's a whole other. So, all right. So this is a good thing to wrap up on. So, so. With the um, Boo Bash coming in the fall, either of you planning on making a, a trip to Walt Disney World, you know, specifically to be there to experience it? I plan to go to Disney again within September, October, November. So, yes, I will more than likely go to a Boo Bash just to see what it's like. Obviously, if it becomes something... I'm not interested in after they make more announcements, I won't go, but you know, I like to buy merch and I like to buy pens and I like to buy things. So I'll probably will find my way there. How about you, Tim is a a boo bash enough to draw you into the parks in the fall. I don't know. And the reason I say that is because my, my one and only experience it, this is the problem with, with, first impressions is you make a bad first impression, you lose a person, right? And my first impression with uh, the, the not-so-scary Halloween party was terrible. I paid a lot of extra money for the ticket. The park was way more crowded than it was during the day. And you know, it was just, um, okay, so what did I pay all this extra money for? Um, the things I wanted to do, way, you know, huge lines. This was, you know, 14 years ago. Um, and I haven't given it a shot since, so I don't know. It's, I, I guess it remains to be seen. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, I, I think it's just circumstances. I don't think I'm going to get back for it because I'm going in June and I want to get back in January for the, the, his dad's club convention. And I don't think I can swing another trip in between. Yeah. There's that too. It's a lot of travel. But, yeah, I'm just hoping for a, fl- a free flight and, you know, right. something else. Well, 
we're uh, looking forward to hearing how it goes if you do go, Willie. And uh, that goes for you, too. If any of listeners get a chance to head out, frankly, even if you don't know yet, we'd love to hear from you and hear your impressions. Are you excited about uh, Boo Bash? Are you excited that there is something happening? Um, are you going to not go because there are no parade or fireworks? Or do the things that uh, Willie pointed out make it worthwhile to give it a shot anyway? Um, you could get in touch with us on our Facebook page uh, at facebook.com slash podcast. You can tweet us uh, at disdadspodcast on Twitter. You can email us at podcast at disdads.com. Visit our website, disdads.com, and leave a comment on the show. Or you can contact us individually. You can get Willie at... Willie, W-I-L-L-I-E, at wickedmousetravel.com. Or Tim at... Tim.hicks at fantasticmemoriestravel.com. And you can get me personally at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at mousemastertravel.com. Until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Ripmaster, with my trusty sidekicks, Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild night. And Tim Hicks. Remember me. <laughs> Good job, guys. Remember me. <laughs> yeah, every time I every time I I got to keep on I don't play that thing